Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. And live from President-elect Donald Trump's transition team meeting, it's the fourth and inches show with Jenna and the Sherpa. Jenna, I hear you're being uh, considered for uh, Secretary of Fantasy Football. Obviously. It seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> that should be a cabinet position if it isn't already. Yeah, I don't – I mean, like, it's it's a big issue in our society. Um, it's a, a very uh, very hot-button topic for people, and it's something we need a lot of guidance on, which obviously is why we've been here for seven years. So I think we're more than qualified. Well, I think maybe if Jeb Bush had been elected president, because you'll remember – Famously, in the first Republican debate last year, he was bragging about his fantasy football team being 7-0 and and having Rob Gronkowski and I forget who all else. So maybe things would have been different yeah. if he'd been elected. We would have, we'd be talking about who the next uh, Secretary of Fantasy Football would be. But I guess that's not going to happen. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, there's, we'll get him uh, next time. Four years, okay. we got him. <laughs> We got this. So, anyway, um, on to real football and, and fantasy football uh, topics. Uh, how are your teams doing this season? Pretty good. Uh, we're not leading any of the leagues just yet, but we're sneaking up on it. So, I, I'm feeling all right going into the playoffs. How about you, Sherpa? So, hopefully you don't have uh, C.J. Anderson on any of your teams at this point or um, or you know, any of the other players that are or Jamal Charles or somebody like that, you, you've cleared the roster of the Deadwood. This is this is true. I don't have any of those guys floating around anymore. I unfortunately am fielding about five phone calls a day at work while I'm actually trying to be productive about fantasy trades. Leagues are cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, that sounds it. So your Cowboy is <laughs> still looking good. Uh, you've got to be feeling pretty good right now. I would say that. If the playoffs were to start today, the Cowboys and the Patriots would probably be my favorites for the Super Bowl. How about you? Um, I I don't know if I'd pick the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. I'd love it if it happens, but I I just I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I think that next week it's coming. That Tony Romo debate is really about to get get heated up, and I'm not excited about it. I I can't imagine they're going to start him. I mean, stranger things have happened, but with the team winning right now and all that I mean, you have seems, guys like Kurt I mean, Warner going out just today trying to make a case for why Tony Romo should, they should go back to Romo. Like, I, I'm a big proponent of not messing with, with chemistry, and if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, I'd love to have Romo healthy, waiting in the wings, that if, you know, if Zeke has a bad game, or uh, if uh, Dak has a bad game, or things aren't going so well, we can, you know, insert him in and, and change the pace up a little bit. But I don't want to make him the starter. Dak Prescott hasn't done anything to lose this job. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, Jerry Jones isn't asking me. So we'll yeah, see. It's sure really, it comes down to coming. how crazy he's feeling from one day to the next. Okay. So why don't you tell people before we go too much further how they can get in touch with us to share their fantasy uh, triumphs and misery with us. Yes, we love hearing those stories. Um, You can find us. Obviously, we'll be here for our full hour until 10 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every Wednesday night. Consistency is the name of the game, my friend. Uh, You can always find us all over social media on Twitter at JKIM16, fantasy underscore Sherpa, and the number 4THN Inches Show, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and, of course, at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And if you miss us throughout the week, you can always listen to back episodes, find some gems from our early seasons, whatever floats your boat. Um, But we will be bringing you uh, all our predictions, the news and notes, injuries, waiver wire pickups, who to start, who to sit, and your daily fantasy advice. A pretty action-packed hour, if I do say so myself. I'd like to go back and listen to old shows just to see if I can get any tips from previous years. 
I um, have never actually listened to one of our shows. Believe it or not, I don't listen to anything I do because I think my voice sounds really silly and it's just hard to listen to. <laughs> oh, I'm probably on the opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum there, but uh, anyway. It's really so, weird because people I, use, I used to work with would listen to the podcast. Like, I'd walk into work and people would be listening to it, like, in the mornings. And I'd hear my own voice when I walked in, and it was just very bizarre. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it was nice, but, you know, it's so weird. <laughs> oh. The moral of the story is I don't like how I sound, I think. (laughs) Oh. Oh. But anyway, enough about me. All right. So why don't we take a look ahead at the schedule this week? Um, Looks like we're we're heading back. Slowly whittling down the bye weeks. (laughs) We're slowly getting through these bye weeks. Only a few more in this week. We've only got four teams on by, those being Buffalo, Detroit, Indy, and Oakland. So we're going to be down some good quarterbacks and a few good receivers. Yeah, I guess, you know, um, LaShawn McCoy is, is the main running back of note. So it would be nice to have most running backs back this week. But um, so anybody else uh, strike you that, uh, that most people should uh, be paying attention to this week, you know, you know as far as the bye weeks go? Well, you're down uh, a couple of decent tight ends, um, definitely some wide receivers. So there's some holes to fill for sure, but thankfully it's not a six or eight team bye week. I just I can't. There's actual games to watch. But um, there are a lot of juicy fantasy matchups, a lot of higher scoring games, um, although in Sherpa's world every game's a high scoring game. Uh, so there's, you there's, didn't believe uh, me about that Atlanta game last week. Nope, nope, you win. You or, totally won that one. Or the one. Cowboys. <laughs> or the Cowboys. Well, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. As in, that's not true. I'm just terrified all the time as a Cowboys fan. <laughs> it's, it's a different. It's a new day in in Texas. It's it's a different oh. team with uh, Dak and Zeke. Yeah, it is. I get used it's, to the new nice. reality. I here. like it. Things are okay. You know, nobody's cut their fingers off or gone to jail for a drug or murder or anything like that. So, I mean, like, it's a refreshing change of pace, I will say that. Still early in the season, though. It is still so There's early. Time. We don't even have a defense, so it's fine. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> okay. So, why don't we uh, just dive right in for the games this week. Um, first up, we've got Cleveland at Baltimore. On Thursday night, Cleveland's still a hot mess. I'm very Baltimore. excited for this game. This might be the only Thursday night game all season that I'm actually excited about. Because of the color rush uniforms or what? I hate the color rush uniforms with such a fiery passion. No, I think this is going to be a good game. I'm excited to actually watch this game. Oh, I guess we have different <laughs> opinions on this game, which isn't surprising. But and we're starting it, off on the right foot this week. <laughs> As always, I, I see this as being pretty one-sided. I just think Baltimore is going to be passing all day against that Cleveland defense. I don't think Cleveland's going to be able to move the ball either through the air or on the ground against Baltimore's defense. And I think it adds up to a pretty uninteresting game unless the color rush uniforms are any good. I'll say final score, Baltimore They're never 10, any good. Cleveland 10. The color rush Some uniforms are never the, good. The Denver-San Diego game, those were pretty cool. I mean, they were all right. They were better out of the color rush uniforms, but, like, as a principal, I'm not a color rush fan. I'm still bitter over the fact that we don't wear home whites anymore, and that's not a thing, but, like, let's not even go down that road. Um, as far as the Thursday night game, one that is appointment viewing for me, um, I picked Cleveland. You know, I, I granted, this, this seems bad. It, it didn't quite work out the last week. But I'm taking Cleveland to win this 24-21. They're winning in a barn burner. Um, I know, I know, on paper this seems crazy, and it might actually be. But on Not the whole, on historically, over the last few years, Cleveland plays Baltimore pretty tough. In fact, they've beaten them a few times. They they tend to rise to the occasion here. Weird stuff happens on Thursday nights. I think that this is a prime upset material right here. Okay, we, we and this is we and this is where Sherpa leaves this. the show because he's just disgusted. No, 
<laughs> not not disgusted. I just don't see the logic in that one. But uh, That's I'm okay. sure I'll have some logical picks before the end of the night. So I mean, they're absolutely. I I fully believe Cleveland will at least cover that ten point spread. So if nothing else, take the points. Oh, I I wouldn't even do that. So we'll I'm see. all in. I okay. already did. <laughs> all right. <laughs> on to on to Sunday's action. We've got Houston at Jacksonville. Houston. I think we'll be able to run the ball at will on Jacksonville. Jacksonville just still not impressed um, by Blake Bortles. I I think Houston, even though they're on the road, I'll pick them to win this by a field goal. I'll go with a final score of Houston 20, Jacksonville 17. This was a hard game for me because neither of these teams really deserve to win a game right now. Jacksonville, I think being at home, just having a little bit more of an offense and the fact that their defense, I think, can stop Houston, at least slow them down enough that they can score late in the game. I think Jacksonville wins this 24-17. I think this is a pretty forgettable game this week. Um, And I think this is just kind of – I don't even have any nice words that I can really say on air, but this is – Jacksonville needs to figure their their act out here, and Houston, I just think, needs to upgrade at some positions. All four of the teams in the AFC South have been outscored this season. Houston's actually been outscored by a net amount of 30 points in their games, and yet they're in first place with a 5-3 and three record. Go figure. It's not great. <laughs> but, no. I mean, someone, someone has to win the division. Someone's got to... I mean, someone has to go to the playoffs from that division. I'm just not excited about any of the options. Certainly not Houston. Maybe you'll be more excited about this next game. Well, probably not. We've got Chicago. There's a 100% chance I'm more excited about whatever the next game is. Chicago at Tampa Bay. Um, I'm marginally more excited about this. Jameis Winston got banged up at the end of the Thursday night game against Atlanta last week. I just think Chicago should be able to run, pass, kick, do whatever they want against Tampa's defense. You know, of course, they don't have the firepower that Atlanta did, but I don't think that'll stop them from winning the game. I'll go with a final score here of Chicago 24, Tampa 20. Okay. Um, I, I'm actually going to – pick this to be a little higher scoring than you are. I agree with you that Chicago's going to win this game. I've got them winning 30-27. So uh, a little more points fantasy-wise. I think Jay Cutler coming back is good for pieces of that Chicago offense. Um, And Tampa Bay has looked semi-functional at points. Um, Jameis Winston, he should be fine this week. He did take a little bit of beating last week. But the running backs are starting to get healthy all of a sudden, Mike Evans is a real viable option here. I like I like the idea of watching this game significantly more than Houston and Jacksonville. I will say that. Well, it's not saying too much, but... Uh, it's not, I we'll but I mean, it's something. Yeah. As an endorsement. All right, next up we've <laughs> got Denver at 6-3 and three on the road with New Orleans 4-4. Four and four. You know, You've often talked about how New Orleans is a much different team at home. So good. I just think they match up with Denver really well, and I'm going to pick them to win this one in a pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of New Orleans 31, Denver 20. I think this is a very, very important game for Trevor Simeon. Now, I don't think that Denver's going to be able to pull this one out here. I think they keep it closer than, than a lot of people are projecting. I've got New Orleans winning just by a field goal, 27-24, um, I think the Denver defense is going to slow Drew Brees down because normally I'd pick him to score more points at home since I am a big-time Drew Brees in New Orleans homer. Um, but Trevor Simeon is kind of on the verge of losing his job here if he doesn't get it together. And even Colin Kaepernick was able to put up like a million yards on this uh, New Orleans defense. So if Trevor Simeon doesn't have a fairly convincing game, I think that we're going to have to start asking a lot more questions about uh, his his tenure as the Broncos starting quarterback. So I'm more interested in this game for different reasons, I think. You think the lynch mob will be out for him? I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. So 
Next up, we've got um, one of your favorite teams, Green Bay, on the road against Tennessee. Yeah. Who's had a good running that, uh, running game this season. Um, it's hard to know what to make of this. I think Aaron Rodgers will have another good day. Again, it's really strange, like we noted last week, you know, near the bottom of the league in terms of passing yards per game, but near the top of the league in terms of the number of passing touchdowns, which I think is partly goes to speak to their lack of a running game. But um, I think Green Bay keeps this close, but I think Tennessee pulls it out. Marcus Mariota continues to improve. I'll go with Tennessee 24, Green Bay 21. Okay. Um, I've got Green Bay 30, Tennessee 24. I would love to pick the upset here, but Aaron Rodgers is looking extraordinarily motivated to prove people wrong. I mean, I I just I don't know how he does some of the things that he does. Yeah. Tennessee's defense is good, but Aaron Rodgers is better, and I think that, quite frankly, is the difference maker here. But I I think that Tennessee's going to move the ball. The Green Bay defense hasn't really set the world on fire here, so I think this is going to be a competitive game, but Aaron Rodgers is, is the better quarterback and is going to get the better of, of Tennessee this week. All right. Next yeah. we've got game that should be pretty interesting. Minnesota seems to be in a tailspin. Washington coming off a bye week. Uh, It's at Washington. I'm going to go with the home team here to win this pretty easily. I'll pick uh, Minnesota's offensive tailspin to continue. I'll go with the final score. Washington 24, Minnesota 14. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota 21-20. I think they win this one in a barn burner. Uh, Quite frankly, um, I think their defense is going to be the difference here. I think I say that every week. But Washington's lack of a run game, there's just not a lot of consistency there. This matchup's terrible. Uh, And then Deshaun Jackson is literally in pieces of a human being. So the fact that he's not 100%, Jamison Crowder's going to be able to be double covered. I have some reservations about Washington's chances here, even at home. Minnesota needs this win desperately, and I think they're going to come out it might not be the prettiest thing in the world, but they're going to get the W. I just I look at them and I think their offense is really, you know, if they're not the worst offense in the league, they're they're darn close to it. Mm, I, Jared I'd McKinnon say some other ones are worse off. Me this year. But I just I think that even when this offense was, you know, on a on that win streak and on a tear, they never looked like world beaters. They never really looked super fluid uh it just it's it's not the prettiest offense in the world but i think it can work and i think that washington's going to be finally kind of how they get back on the wagon here okay we'll see next up uh kansas city at carolina love to pick kansas city here because i'm a chiefs fan but can't do it great I think news carolina's carolina's <laughs> run game uh beats kansas city's passing here i'll go with the final score Carolina 31, Kansas City 21. Listen, apparently I'm the only one giving the Kansas City Chiefs the respect that they deserve over the last few weeks, but they are going to come out and they are going to beat Carolina at home. They're going to beat them 27-23. That's great that Cam Newton feels safer out on the field and, you know, Kelvin Benjamin looks good, but Greg Olson is going to be neutralized in this game. This Kansas City defense does not get the respect that it deserves. And Alex Smith coming back, Jeremy Macklin looks like he's probably going to be all right to play. I think that they're going to be able to pull this one out. All right, next up we've got what I my nomination for worst game of the week. I, As you've probably noticed, I don't think a lot of these games are going to be very competitive this week. This one might be competitive. I apparently am, wrong like, reason. way more on board with it this week than you are. Normally it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, I just – this. This game really gives me the the Joe Willies, as they would say. But the, <laughs> we've got the Rams playing at the Jets. I just both of these offenses are probably bottom five offenses too. It's not you know, great. The Jets at least have some semblance of the run defense. So I think Todd Gurley's struggles will continue, but we'll see whether Case Keenum can outshine the the Jets running game here in that forte. I don't think that happens. I think the Jets will get a victory here in the first of two um, games at the Meadowlands this weekend. 
I'll go with the Jets to win this. Jets 13. I mean, Jets 17, Rams 13. If you had to pick one offense out of Minnesota, the Rams, or the Jets, who would you pick? In terms of one, a good one or, or the worst one? You had to pick. You had to pick your favorite. If it like, if this was the offense that you had like gunned to your head, you had to pick one that was going to be your offense. Who would it be? I think the Rams have the most potential, but we just haven't seen it this year. You know, they've, you know, Gurley didn't forget how to run. You know, they've got a couple of nice options in the past uh, game with. You know, Kendricks and, and Quick and Kenny Britt, you know, I, I I think I'd pick the Rams just based on potential, but you know, having said that, I think they'll probably score the fewest points of those three teams this weekend. How about you? Um I I might take Minnesota if I need to win now. Apparently I'm a Minnesota homer today. Uh <laughs> But for this game, I'm taking the Rams 17-14 in a very ugly turnover-filled fest. Yeah, nothing good to say uh, about this game. <laughs> yeah, that's you know I pity Fox for having to cover it, but cover it they they must. Yeah. So. Next, we've got one that should be marginally more interesting. That's Atlanta at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they might be able to shut down or at least limit Atlanta's league-leading pass offense, but I think Atlanta will be able to do enough damage on the ground against the Eagles' defense that they should still win this game pretty handily. I'll go with the final score of Atlanta 31, Philadelphia 20. I have Atlanta winning this 34-27, so I have a little more confidence in the Eagles' ability to score some points. I'm not really sure why, but um, until Doug Peterson learns how to call plays correctly, uh, I just I don't know how they're ever going to get over this hump. Their defense isn't as bad, but Atlanta's offense is just so much better. It, it doesn't matter how much film they study. I don't think they can slow down all of these offensive threats. Um, but it just the, I think the best thing about the Eagles right now is that they're finally figuring out that Darren Sproles should be their featured back and Maybe we can see less of Jordan Smallwood. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I think that the Eagles will at least put some points up, but this is not their week. I, I agree with you. It's not their week, but I just yeah. i am still not sold on the idea of Darren Sproles as a 20, oh, 25 touch guy a week, but we'll see. Next up, we've got another offense that seems to be hitting on all cylinders right now, and that's the Chargers. They're hosting the Dolphins who are you know, getting their act together. But I just think the Melvin Gordon Chargers run game will be too much for the Dolphins. I'll go with the final score here, San Diego 31, Miami 21. I'm pretty interested in this game. It's going to be a nice shootout, but I think San Diego wins 30, 31-24. Um, I just Miami going to the West Coast. I like a lot of things about Miami. That's no secret. Uh, I just I think that – it maybe won't be there today. There's SeaWorld in San Diego, isn't it? So the dolphins should fit right in there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I want to see the dolphins hanging out with some actual dolphins. Can someone make that happen? Yeah, it might be um, Ryan Tannehill's best performance of the weekend if he were to do that. But Oh, so mean. Okay. Luckily, well, I'm going to, luckily I'm I'm going to, to recommend him as a waiver wire option later. So mm-hmm. we'll, I'll, I'll give him his props. But next up, <laughs> we've got San Francisco at Arizona. Just San Francisco, they're a mess. They might pick up some, you know, yardage on the ground this game. But Colin Kaepernick Arizona, couldn't even get his act together enough to vote yesterday. Like, I mean. Well, he didn't want to vote for either of the two main candidates. So I it's probably well, about the same impact you would have had on the election, although in California they always have lots of ballot questions to vote on. So, Yeah, I guess. But, but, so hopefully 
to get his act together on the field, but I just don't see it. San Francisco at Arizona. Arizona should be able to run and pass at will on the 49ers defense. I think they win this easily in the biggest margin of the weekend. I'll say Arizona 38, San Francisco 20. Uh, I've got Arizona 34, San Francisco 21. I just, this game feels not fair. (laughs) 21 points might be generous, but I'm hoping Carlos Hyde comes back and gets in the end zone a couple of times. So we'll see what happens. So this is Arizona's, if I'm not mistaken, sixth home game of the season already. So they're going to be... Logging a yeah, lot of frequent flyer miles towards. I don't know the end who the they season. upset in the schedule making world, but like they they got a rough last few games here. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, it's you know we can debate that whether it's better to have you know a lot of road games early in the season or late in the season. I think ideal maybe you want to have you know be at home the first two weeks and the last two weeks of the season, but there are not any teams fitting that bill that I am aware of. But that I think would be my preference, and then just scatter the other four home games among the the eight road games. That would be my preference. Well, all right, duly noted. Schedule makers, okay. listen up. <laughs> yep. So now we've got Dallas at Pittsburgh, and in, in what should be a very oh. interesting game. This yeah. strikes me as a little bit reminiscent of the New England at Pittsburgh game. A few weeks ago, I just really don't see um, Pittsburgh winning this. I think they'll keep it close, but I just think Dallas has a little too much going for it right now. I think their run game will overpower Pittsburgh's passing game. I'll pick Dallas to win this by a touchdown. Uh, Dallas 31, Pittsburgh 24, and what should be more one of the more entertaining games this week. I actually think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. Um, I've got Dallas winning this by a hair, 34-31, although quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes the other way. Ben Roethlisberger, he doesn't do two bad games in a row, so this is going to end up being a bit of a shootout, I think. Dallas pretty much doesn't have any healthy bodies playing defense for it, and the Steelers don't seem all that interested in slowing people down anyway. So there's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, I, I just... I think there's if the, you have any of these players on your fantasy team, I'm more than welcome to start them. But uh, I'm hoping Dallas can pull it out. But quite frankly, at home, Ben Roethlisberger, even not 100%, I could see something weird happening in Dallas losing this game. I'm just hoping it doesn't go that way. I don't think it will. But then again, you know, I'm sure if it gets too out of hand, then they can just start showing highlights of the old uh, Dallas-Pittsburgh Super Bowls. True. And watch out, Pittsburgh. I'll be there uh, next month, so get yourself ready. Okay. Now we've got um, Seattle playing their second night game in a row on home Monday night, beating the Bills. This week they have the Sunday night game on the road at New England. I just don't see this going well for Seattle. I think Russell Wilson will have a good game throwing the ball, but I think New England's Ground game is going to prove to be too much for Seattle's defense. I'll say um, New England wins this by fairly easily. I'll go with the final score of New England 31, Seattle 20. I've got New England 27, Seattle 17. Um, Patriots coming off a bye week. Like it just, it, it's like Andy Reid coming off a bye. You just don't pick against them. Plus they're at home. Plus it's prime time. Plus, Bill Belichick's cranky. People keep asking about the election now, so he's going to want to make everyone shut up. This is how this all goes. There's short of a catastrophic injury. There's very little way New England can lose this game. I think that they're slowed down a little bit by the Seattle defense, um, but it just I, I just don't see any way that Seattle can overcome New England. Do you think if New England goes and maybe not runs the table, but if they end up getting home field advantage in the – AFC is, seems likely. Do you think uh, Tom Brady is in the MVP conversation, even having missed the first four weeks of the season? I think so, because just looking at, I mean, despite the fact that the Patriots won three out of those four games, the difference in how the team looks and feels and carries itself with him there versus not there is pretty striking. And I mean, we all knew it. Um, 
obviously when he, he missed the season with the knee injury, like the the team felt totally different. But to take what was already a good team and take them to a next level and make them such a stronger contender, I think he's going to be in the conversation. I don't know if he wins it, but he'll be in the conversation. All right, and then finally we've got the second game of the weekend at the Meadowlands, the Monday night game with the Bengals on the road against the Giants. Much as I'd like to pick the Giants, as a Giants fan, I, I just don't see this game going their way. I was happy that they beat the Eagles last week, much to my surprise. But this week I just think Andy Dalton the Cincinnati pass game were too much for Eli Manning and, and the Giants passing game. I'll go with the final score, Cincinnati 35, Giants 24. Good news for you. Apparently I feel better about your Giants, even though they're playing – my man, the ginger ninja, Andy Dalton. I'm still picking the Giants to win this 27-24. Uh, Andy Dalton in prime time, coming off daylight savings time. This is a recipe for potential disaster. We know at 1 o'clock he's money. Any later than that, things get a little sketchy. Uh, I think the Giants, uh, even though it looks like Victor Cruz probably won't play this week, I think you know they got a little bit of confidence from that Eagles win last week. Uh, Eli Manning, you know, kind of hit or miss fantasy-wise what you're going to get out of him, but I think he'll do enough against this Bengals team um, to to just – I think he's going to be the difference maker here. I don't know. I'd be happy to be wrong about that, but I just, just a feeling. Oh. Yeah. It's funny. So you're picking the Giants and I'm picking the Cowboys against the, the, against the um, picks of, of our – respective teams then we're picking against our favorite teams and yet picking each other's favorite teams. So it's funny how that world. works out. It yeah. is. So speaking speaking of strange worlds, why don't we get into the position recommendations for this week? Why don't we start with um running back injuries who's who's on the list this week we should be paying attention to? Um everybody. No. Actually it's a smaller list than it has been the last few weeks. Uh, Tevin Coleman in Atlanta still dealing with that hamstring injury. He did not practice today. It looks like he's trending towards playing this week. Um, from what I understand, he's planning on it, barring a setback. So do with that what you will. Kenneth Dixon is questionable for tomorrow night with a chest injury. James Starks came back to practice. He was limited. He They're calling him questionable with that knee injury. Um, I think he may not play this week, but keep an eye on it. That'll go down to the wire. Lamar Miller is questionable. He'll play. He'll be fine. Matt Forte limited to practice today with that knee injury. That's always going to keep him on the injury report. He will play this weekend. He should be fine. D'Angelo Williams also questionable with the knee injury. Just keep an eye on that one. It shouldn't be an issue. Um, he probably isn't in your lineup anyway and really shouldn't be, but for what it's worth, there it is. Dexter McCluster went on IR after fracturing his forearm at home, so it's technically a non-football injury, but he's done for the year. Carlos Hyde practicing, but in a limited fashion. Um, it depends on the day how much he's really doing. He's still got that shoulder injury. It really depends who you ask if he's playing or not this week, so they're not really sure yet. Thomas Rawls still not going to play this week. They were hopeful, but it's not going to happen. They've already ruled him out. Doug Martin limited with that hamstring injury. He's questionable. I think we may see him go this week, but keep an eye on it. Have the backup plan. Jaquiz Rogers with the foot injury didn't practice. But he's not in a walking boot anymore. I wouldn't put him in your lineup this week. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're necessarily gonna play him this week, but he's quote unquote questionable. Uh DeMarco Murray didn't practice with that toe injury. They're calling him questionable. He'll play, he'll be fine. That's more of a maintenance thing than anything else. So really right, that gonna... list could have been a lot worse. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to tear down my list here um, this week and just give you three names that I've got my eye on. Uh, Chris Chris Ivory had a nice game last week. He's somebody that uh, nice if he's games. out there, go get him. Uh, yep, uh, Rob Kelly with Washington. I know you're not as impressed as I am, but nope. um, I thought he uh, did pretty well a couple weeks ago and, and might have a chance to... Uh, take some more um, carries away there. And then uh, if you're thinking a little bit longer term and your team is pretty well situated right now, uh, consider Deion Lewis with New England, who hopefully will uh, be back on the field soon. Although, again, Garrett Blunt has certainly acquitted himself well so far this season. Yeah, uh, they're hoping. They're hoping that he's back here soon. So I, I think he's not a bad stash play at all. 
Okay. How about um, best picks for the week? Uh, who are the running backs that you expect to have the biggest games this week? Um, you got a lot of good matchups this week. I'd say JHI, obviously, like not going to put up 200 yards, but still a juicy matchup there. Uh, San Diego's not great against the run. Devontae Booker, uh, last week, I think he's going to have a little bit more productivity this week than he did last week. Jordan Howard looked fine with Jay Cutler under center. Jonathan Stewart, DeMarco Murray, Ezekiel Elliott, kind of no-brainers there. Terrence West, I think, could be good this week. David Johnson, another no-brainer. Uh, Mark Ingram, Darren Sproles, obviously I'm a little higher on him than you are. I like him more as a flex option, but increased touches means increased uh, probability for scoring, so I like that. Chris Ivory, Matt Asiata, Melvin Gordon, all guys I like this week. Okay, and just uh, Lamar Miller is one that you didn't mention that I like, and you yep. mentioned <laughs> Jordan Howard, um, Mark Ingram, you know, Jonathan Stewart, uh, Matt Forte, if I like him. Um, I like Devontae Freeman. You know, Melvin Gordon, you mentioned. Um, David Johnson, agree. He'll have a big game. Zeke should have a big game. Uh, with Derek Blunt for New England, those are the ones that I like most this week. Okay, fair enough. Um, as far as guys I'm staying away from, Todd Gurley, it's just not a good matchup this week. Plus, they're not going to score a lot of points. Generally not a good thing. Isaiah Crowell, uh, Christian Michael and CJ Proces at just against New England, not good last week. I was hoping for more, but it didn't work out quite that way. So I'm um, keeping them on my bench. Matt Jones and Rob Kelly, uh, obviously you're higher on Rob Kelly than I am. I don't like either of them this week. Rashad Jennings, Jarek McKinnon, Ryan Matthews taking a pass on all of them. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with um... – Minnesota, McKinnon, and Matt Asiata. I wouldn't want either of those guys yeah. to line up. Well, yeah, they like Matt, yeah. Matt Asiata better. I'd take a flyer on him as a flex, but Jarek McKinnon's burned me too many times. I'm over it. Okay. Why don't we uh, move on to wide receivers then? Who's on the injured list there? Larry Fitzgerald, uh, he's been limited at practice with an ankle injury. He's questionable. He's going to play, no doubt about it. John Brown, also questionable. That one's a little bit more questionable, but he should be out on the field this week. Randall Cobb, kind of a surprise play last week. Uh, he's They're calling him questionable. He should be fine. Will Fuller is, quote, day-to-day. So are all of us. Um, but he's, he's still battling that leg injury. It looks like he's on track to play, but keep an eye on it. Alan Hearns. Left the game with a concussion last week. He didn't practice today. He's still not out of the concussion protocol. They're calling him questionable. I would keep a very close eye on that going through the week. Jeremy Macklin with that groin injury didn't practice. Again, he left the game in the first quarter last week. They're calling him questionable. I think he'll be fine this week, um, but I, I would be concerned about him potentially leaving that game early again, so have a plan B. Kenny Stills is a little under the weather. Left the game sick last week. He's going to play this week. He'll be fine. Victor Cruz also left the game early with that ankle injury. I think uh, had it been a, a more important game, he probably would have been able to come back. They're talking about maybe not playing him this week, uh, but it should just be one week if he does miss time. Keep an eye on it. Uh, Darius Hayward Bay, he's got a foot sprain. He's questionable. I would say stay away from that. Torrey Smith with a back injury. He's been limited at practice. He's questionable. He should be on the field and okay. Deshaun Jackson's added a new ailment. He's now dealing with a bad shoulder. He didn't practice. He's going to play on Sunday. I don't think I'd start him, but we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> okay. As far as uh, waiver wire pickups go, um, one of Deshaun Jackson's teammates, Pierre Garçon, would be near the top of my list. Tampa Bay's Adam Humphreys and also Tennessee's Richard Matthews. Those are three that I have my eye on this week that are, are not widely owned. All right. I can live with those. Rashard Matthews scares me, but I also really like him at the same time. It's just Tennessee so feast or famine with wide receivers. It's hard to figure it out. Okay. How about um, top picks for wide receivers this weekend? Love and Larry Fitzgerald. Alshon Jeffries, like a new man with Jay Cutler back under center. Terrell Pryor, uh, kind of a no-brainer there. Terrell Williams was more of a sleeper last week. I think you're good to go with him this week. Jordan Matthews, normally on my sit list. I think he's got the potential to have a nice game this week. Kenny Britt, J.J. Nelson, Des Bryant, uh, Sammy Coates and Antonio Brown, Kelvin Benjamin. 
Uh, Randall Cobb and Ty Montgomery are my favorite uh, out of the bunch in Green Bay. Mike Wallace, Jarvis Landry, Golden Tate. Usu- or, well, not Golden Tate this week, but the usual suspects there. Okay. I might throw – so I think you mentioned Baltimore. Yeah, I like you know, Steve Smith especially. Alshon mm-hmm. Jeffrey, I agree with that. Um, the Green Bay receivers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of Kansas City's receivers, but I, I do think that's the way, you know, Macklin's banged up, but uh, maybe Albert <clears> Wilson <throat> has a big game, but, um, yeah, those those are some, you know, Arizona agree if Fitzgerald is healthy, he should have a big game. Pittsburgh, yeah, Antonio Brown, Sammy Coates should have big games. Uh, Doug Baldwin for Seattle, I like. Um, A.J. Green for Cincinnati, and then, of course, Odell Beckham Jr., and maybe even Sterling Shepard for the Giants. All right, I got a couple of your names on my sit list. Um, Doug Baldwin, I'm okay. not nearly as excited about as you are this week. Stefan Diggs, I'm staying away from. Julian Edelman, he's only been in the end zone once. I just don't think that there's going to be quite enough going around in that matchup. Deshaun Jackson, he's the walking wounded. It's not worth it. You have better options. Brandon Cooks, Sterling Shepard, Willie Sneed, Brandon Marshall, all guys I'm staying away from this week. Okay, yeah, I don't have too much to add to that. I, I might actually shy away from Dez this week. You know, I think Dallas is going to score a lot, but I think there'll be most of the damage on the ground when it comes to getting into the end zone. So, See, for me, he I... was he was so much of a non-factor last week. It took him a long time to get him kind of going in that game. You can't do that two weeks in a row to him. He's too temperamental, so they're going to force the targets his way, and I think it's worth starting him. Okay. Julio Jones is another one who normally I would say Atlanta, if they're scoring 31 points, I'm obviously you know, picking him to, to score a, a, at least a touchdown. But I just think, again, they'll do most of their damage on the ground, and they seem to have a newfound fondness for tight ends in their offense, yeah. too. So with Jacob Tammy out now, Austin Hooper replacing him. So uh, I just. You know, don't see either Julio Jones or A.J. Green having – no, not A.J. Green, Julio Jones. I just don't see him having a, a big game or does buy it this week. All right, fair enough. We'll see uh, We'll see how it actually works out. Okay, um, quarterbacks, uh, injuries that we should be aware of. Um, it was a pretty quiet week. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick left the game briefly with a knee injury. He's been limited at practice. He's going to play. It doesn't seem to be too big of an issue. Um, Alex Smith is going to be back under center this week for Kansas City. Nick Foles has been limited with an elbow injury he suffered this week. Um, Jameis Winston also left the game earlier with a knee injury. He says he feels great, so I will take him at his word. Uh, Other than that, pretty quiet, so that's good. Tony Romo's practicing again, but, you know, what are you going to do? So as far as waiver wire options, I promised before when we were making fun of Ryan Tannehill that I would recommend him as a waiver wire option. You were making fun of Ryan Tannehill. Don't lump me in that. (laughs) I was making fun of Ryan Tannehill, but I'll still recommend him as a a waiver wire option if you've got a quarterback on by this week. Jake Hutler, I like him more than you do, and Trevor Simeon, it's like you said, put up or shut up time for him. So I would also roll the dice on his having a big game if I were desperate for quarterbacks this week. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have a big game. It's time. Okay, and as far as recommended quarterbacks for this week, who are you high on? Um, Ben Roethlisberger. As much as I don't want it to be true, I think he's going to have a real nice game this week. Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, who we were just talking about, Joe Flacco, uh, Eli Manning, it, it can be feast or famine. He's lower on my list, but I think you have a better shot with him this week. I'm happy starting Ryan Tannehill. A lot of the world apparently is not. Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Palmer, Trevor Simeon, all guys on my list, Dak Prescott. Um, but that's more, again, Dak's lower on my list like Eli Manning, more so just because I think the run game is going to be a bigger factor. All right. I would I agree with you about Joe Flacco. I have Jake Hutler on my list. I noticed he wasn't on yours. I agree with Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Alex Smith would make my list this week. And 
Carson Palmer, definitely. Ben Roethlisberger, definitely. Russell Wilson would be on my list. And Andy Dalton would also be on my list. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Andy Dalton is not on my list. Andy Dalton in primetime is not a risk I like taking. Colin Kaepernick, also not on my list. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Sam Bradford, Blake Bortles. Uh, I just little little tough to get excited about them. There are so many good matchups for quarterbacks this week. And then, of course, there are the obvious, like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Josh McCown. <laughs> Josh McCown, Keith Keenum, the, the whole, Keenum. the gang's all here. Just not enough points. It's just not pretty worth it. Yeah, it's pretty fun uh, Kind of interchangeable yeah. at this point. Yeah, stay away from whoever is playing quarterback in Cleveland this week and uh, also, I agree with you wholeheartedly on uh, Sam Bradford and then, again, Case Keenum and Ryan Fitzpatrick. It goes without saying, if I think there's only going to be 30 combined points in the game, then I'm not going to recommend either of those guys as fantasy options this week. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can live with that. All right. On to the tight ends. Uh, any injuries of note? Yes. Uh, Jacob Tammy, we talked about earlier, still dealing with that shoulder injury. They're calling him questionable. He's probably not going to play this week. Crockett Gilmore has been ruled out with a thigh injury for this game Thursday night. Jared Cook, back at practice. He's limited. Uh, I w- wouldn't start him this week, but they're calling him questionable. They haven't ruled him out this week. So he's off crutches and he's on a practice field. That's that's improvement. Uh, Jordan Cameron has a concussion. They've put him on IR, shut him down for the year. Supposedly he considered retirement, but he wants to keep playing. It's a whole to-do. Dion Sims, who's kind of the de facto number one there now, he's not officially out of the concussion protocol with his own concussion, but he fully practiced today, so he should be good to go for this weekend. Brent Selleck's got a fractured rib. He's not going to be practicing much this week, but he's still going to play. Uh, I wouldn't start him. I don't think he's going to be entirely effective. Hunter Henry still questionable with that knee injury, but Antonio Gates has sort of made him obsolete. So that's uh, those are you know the the cream of the crop of the injuries there, if you will. Okay, as far as as um, waiver wire options, if you need them this week for tight ends, I, I like Lance Kendricks with the Rams, C.J. Fedorowicz with the Texans, and Jesse James, who had a hot start with the Steelers and then off and has been dropped by a lot of teams, but I like um, his prospects this week against the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you there. I think he'll have a nice bounce back game. He's on my list of guys I'd like to start this week. Zach Miller, resurgence with Jay Cutler under center. Uh, it's amazing how different an offense looks from one quarterback to another, but he's all of a sudden a fantasy factor again. Dennis Pitt is on, prime for a good game. Zach Ertz, I'm on the fence about. It seems like he's the Eagles have finally realized their wide receivers are just not good. Um, Brent Selleck's banged up, so Ertz is going to get more snaps. He's going to get more targets. Hopefully he can do something with them. Um, so if you don't have any better options, I'd go with him. Otherwise, Lance Kendricks I like this week, Jason Witten, Antonio Gates. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah, Dennis Pitta, I like. I agree with you about Zach Miller. Um, some Travis Kelsey with Kansas City, I, I think, could have a big game. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski and Jimmy Graham, I like. And that's about it for me. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Graham. It, amazing how, from the start of the year to now, how different it is just over the last three weeks, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's nice to see that, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm um, happy about it. Good. And um, let's see, any any tight ends that you really want to avoid this week? I'll throw Kyle Rudolph out there because I know he's usually someone you like, but he would be I mean, on I my still like him. this week. Yeah. <laughs> um. Jacob Tam- uh, Julius Thomas, Jacob Tammy, if they do start him, I'd stay away from Cody- Kobe Fleener, Gary Barnage. Baltimore hasn't given up a tight end at all this season, a touchdown to a tight end at all this season, so I don't think that's going to uh, change this week. Martellus Bennett, C.J. Federitz, uh, just not enough there. I don't love the matchup for him this week. Normally he's a good, especially for daily fantasy leagues, but I'm staying away from him this week. 
Okay. So we actually have a little bit of time to talk about kickers and defenses if you want, or we can just get right <laughs> on to the onto the let's, DFS. Let's give the kickers don't have and defenses to, their due. There's there's some decent matchups this week. Well, I just don't want you to feel like you're you know speaking at the speed at the end of the car commercial with the DFS picks, but um, well versed at it. Been a little time. <laughs> I've had years right. of practice from my injuries. <laughs> okay, so for for defenses this week, um, Baltimore is oh, yeah. going to be owned in your leagues already, but uh, the Jets and the Rams yeah. are are not uh, widely owned. Well, the Jets are fairly widely owned, but the Rams are pretty widely available. Redskins pretty widely available. So mm-hmm. um, if, if you're in need of the defense this week, those are in the Chargers too. The Dolphins 21 points. That's not going to break the bank. So that's another defense I would look at this week. Yeah, I like Arizona. I like a lot. St. Louis, Kansas City, Green Bay, the Jets. Um, I I think that certainly there are guys that they may give up points, but the defenses, even Minnesota, um, are going to be a factor. There's going to be some kind of turnover that will kind of even it out for you. Um, definitely some to stay away from, though. Uh, the Seahawks, Carolina, New England, Steelers, Eagles, Giants, Cowboys, most of the NFC East, really, defensively, you should just say no to. I think is a good rule of thumb this week. And partly just because you and I see the game completely different, but I would have True. Kansas City on my avoid list this week and Carolina on my start list. But uh, Redskins, yeah, we... yeah, yeah. So Fair yeah, enough. Vikings. <laughs> not a fan of uh, Denver. Would not be a fan of this week. Um, Miami, stay away. San Francisco, Pittsburgh. And Seattle and the Giants, those are the ones I'd be avoiding. All right. Uh, any kickers okay. jumping out at you this week? Because I have some I'm hyped about. Mm. Again, I would just go with the ones <laughs> that are on the teams that I think will score a lot this week. So that means, you know, Graham Gano and Carolina and, um, you know, Mike Nugent and, and Cincinnati, you know, Dan I like Bailey, Mason Dallas. Crosby a lot this week. Brandon McManus mm-hmm. might have to be doing a lot of kicking. Dan Bailey, always a good start for me. Chandler Catanzaro, Josh Lambeau, very quietly having a nice fantasy season. Um, as far as, there are guys, guys I don't want to have to sit, but like Stephen Hauschka, Nick Folk, Blair Walsh, Blair, Blair Walsh, Walsh Project. Project. Uh, Graham Gano is on my sit list. I just... Obviously, we we see that yeah, game a little you and differently. I see that game completely <laughs> differently. I hope you're right, but I just don't see it. I mean, I I hope I'm right too, but we'll see. Like, um, okay. as far as uh, any anything else before we get into daily fantasy stuff. Nope, you're on. All right, so. Uh, Stack-wise, if that's your game, Arizona is far and away the one to go with this week. Uh, they're going to put up a million points. Not Minnesota the, or the Rams. Oh, it was it was tough, but I went with Arizona over them by a slim margin. Okay. Uh, the Cowboys and Steelers also good ones to go with. Um, as far as quarterbacks go, Marcus Mariota versus San Diego always going to be a shootout. Philip Rivers on the flip side of that, both good options. Mariota is still pretty reasonable in a lot of leagues. Carson Palmer, you pay for what you get. He's going to cost you, but it's worth it. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, Dak Prescott, uh, but your value pick this week probably Jay Cutler and Trevor Simeon. Uh, obviously, they're not guys I necessarily want to write home about, but in the right lineup, I think you could be okay there. Running back wise, Melvin Gordon, Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Jai, Darren Sproles, and Chris Ivory, guys that are more value value oriented for you because you're gonna have to you got to scrimp somewhere. These guys are still going to to give you what we hope Charkandrick West would do for us last week. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> as far as wide receivers go, Michael Thomas is poised for a nice game. Sammy Coates, Antonio Brown. I like Sammy Coates a little better because I think that he's going to be getting a lot of deep balls this week. Antonio Brown costs you a ton of money. Larry Fitzgerald, J.J. Nelson, same deal, just in Arizona. Alshon Jeffries back, finally worth that price tag. Jordan Matthews a little expensive for my taste, but it could be a game with a lot of a lot of scoring opportunities for him there. And Mike Evans, 
absolutely worth it to have it in your lineup this week. Tight end-wise, Tyler Eifert, someone's got to catch the ball in prime time. (laughs) Kyle Rudolph, who you're not as big of a fan of, I really like for daily fantasy purposes. Jimmy Graham, Lance Kendricks, Jason Witten, all good guys that aren't going to cost you too, too much. And then defense-wise, Baltimore, Arizona, uh, even the Texans, good value pick there. Uh, The Rams and Jets, obviously that game's going to be a disaster. Neither one's going to cost you all that much money, and you should at least get some points because there are going to be interceptions raining down in that game. So, I I mean, I know you're not playing as much daily fantasy, but were you of the, 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 I guess, group of the world that liked to stack, or did you like to go picking guys from all different games to kind of hedge your bets? What was the way you liked to play better? If it was a 50-50 kind of situation, I would be more of a hedger. If I was a tournament, then I would, you know, stack. But, um, you know, that's, yeah, as you indicated, I've, I've kind of given up on that this season and just focusing more on the season long. But, uh, yeah, I certainly see the, the advantage to stacking and, and taking on mm-hmm. as much variance in your in your DFS portfolio as possible to put it in investment terms. So uh, <laughs> while we have a well couple minutes, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say we have a couple minutes left. I wanted to ask you about trades since a lot of leagues are coming up uh, hard and fast against their trade things, deadline. Things are so, heated in my fantasy leagues right now on the trades. <laughs> yeah. So just, are you someone that proposes trades? Or are you more just, sit back and let other people, you know, approach you? Do you scour other teams' rosters and look for weaknesses and try to offer things? What's your philosophy about trades and how active a trader are you? I tend to let people come to me. Um, I I have no problem. Once they do, they bring some to the table. I might, you know, counter that. Um, But I'm not a huge fan of seeking out the trade. I like to go with, you know, the team that got me to the dance. I'd rather play the waiver wire more times than not, um, just because I'm I'm pretty specific about what I like on my fantasy team. But I, I just – sometimes you do what you got to do. Injuries hate you, and sometimes you got to go try to, to feast on someone else's team. But like I said, I, it's been – the last two weeks have been very busy in my world in the trade realm. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably been the same for you. (laughs) Well, there's one league I play in where you're only allowed one waiver wire move a week, which, Mm -hmm. you know, has a couple of negative impacts, you know, mainly just that you really have to plan ahead for kickers and tight ends and kickers and defenses, unless you want to carry multiple ones on your roster, maybe defense, I could see a, um, you know, an argument for having a second one if you had a really deep bench. But this particular league, the bench is pretty deep. It's also a dynasty league, so, you know, you don't tend to see guys getting cut when they get injured. But um, so the the one move a week, that's pretty harsh. So you tend to see a lot of trades, you know, kickers for defenses or, you know, or just filling in bye week holes that way. If you've got multiple guys on by the same week and you don't want to necessarily – you know, stash guys that you wouldn't want on your roster for more than a week. Yeah, that league sounds like a nightmare, but also sounds incredible. <laughs> I like fun. the challenge of it. Twist. Yeah, yeah, I so, like that. So, Interesting. That's, that's about so, it for me. You, you want so, to are pick you a real... more a wait and, and see what comes at you, or do you kind of go out and you're the aggressor in the trades? Well, I, I don't know if aggressor is the right word, but I tend to it's about 50-50 for me. I like to, when mm-hmm. I have a chance, go through other teams' rosters, see what their strengths and weaknesses are, and see if something matches up. You know, I've I've gotten away from accepting trades where I'm getting you know, three guys and giving up one guy or getting three guys and giving up two guys. I, I think the more, if you're on, if it's not an even trade player-wise, the one that's getting... The, the greater number of players is usually getting the, the much shorter end of the stick in my experience. Yeah, I tend to agree with you there. I like to kind of swap straight up one for one if you can. Um, in in some cases it works, but more often than not it doesn't. So I'm with you on that. Okay. Well, 
with the trading deadlines coming up uh, pretty soon, good luck to all of you out there that are trying to fill holes from something other than the waiver wire then. And uh, Jenna, why don't you take us out? Yeah, and feel free if you have trade questions, you need a, a second opinion, find us all over social media. We're there all week long uh, on Twitter at the number 4THINCHESSHOW uh, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. Of course, we'll be back next Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time as we are every week. With all your news and notes, injuries, who to start, who to sit, waiver wire, daily fantasy picks, and predictions, like always. So good luck this week. Uh, Happy trading, unless, of course, you are playing me, as always. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.